The world has written a narrative of motherhood that's narrow and limiting. But that's not how motherhood was designed to be. We don't have to accept that narrative or stay in that confined space. As Christian mothers, we have the freedom to create a beautiful, fulfilling, and inspiring life for ourselves and for our families. We can live a life of purpose and vision in the midst of the confusion around us. I want you to move from being unsure to being confident as a mom. I want to see you let go of the overwhelm and guilt and embrace the freedom we have in Christ. Let's learn how to enjoy the life and the family we've been given. Let's create homes where faith can grow and hearts can be shaped for the kingdom. I'm Audrey McCracken, and welcome to Grace for My Home. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Grace for My Home. I'm so glad you've joined me back here again today. Um, My son, David, is back from his three-week trip to Germany, and this is a happy mama, let me tell you. I have missed him so much. He's never been away from home from us that long, and I was really thankful that we could do um, video chat back and forth. So uh, it it wasn't as bad as not being able to see him, but um, it 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 was so good to see him. And I know God did something in him. He got a chance to travel to several countries around Germany, and he saw things that you know my my prayer for him and one of the reasons I was excited about him going is because I want him to see other things. I want him to know that everybody doesn't live like us, and I want God to do something in his heart. You know that. I want God. I want him to know that God has a plan for him. So I'm so thankful for that opportunity and for those that he stayed with and those he traveled with. They took good care of him and loved him and imparted something good inside of him. So, um, so I'm so excited that he's back. And we don't have much time before school starts. School starts next week, so we're trying to do those last minute things, you know, clothes and doctor's appointments and all those kind of things. So. Um, Summer is drawing to an end. I wanted to talk with you today about quiet time with Jesus, about drawing near to Jesus and how that is our life. That's our life. That's our our strength. And this summer, I had a plan. I don't know if y'all have ever done the, you know, read through the Bible in a year or, you know, those Bible reading plans. I have started them so many times. I have never gotten through them. Okay, I'm just, this is confession time, right? Maybe you have and and good, but I, there's something about me. I cannot get through them. And for a long time, I felt bad. I felt like, you know, I just, I'm just so un motivated or undedicated, but I just learned that that's not me. That's not my style, but I do like to have a plan to keep me focused. And so my plan for the summer was I was going to read through the New Testament and just, you know, a chapter a day. And, but I've learned to work with myself and I don't beat myself up when it didn't go exactly as planned. For example, this, a couple weeks ago, I was reading through I've I've gone through Matthew and Mark, and I'm almost finished with Luke. And I was on I, I, my, for that day. My plan was to read 
the 15th chapter of Luke. And so I pick up my Bible, and this is what I read, first and second verse of Luke chapter 15. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. And I could not read any more. And that's why I have a problem with Bible reading plans, <laughs> because I can't stick to it. And I read that, and it was just like, you ever read it, and it's like the Holy Spirit just like shines a light on it? And as I read that, it was like the Holy Spirit was speaking to me and saying, this is what I need you to do. You know, I'm facing some things in my life. I've got to make some decisions, some pretty major decisions and I've prayed about these things, and I've thought about these things, and I've talked to other people about these things, and you know, and and I've they've been there in the back of my mind. But I really felt like the Lord spoke to me in that scripture and said, "You have to draw near to hear." You know, these were sinners; these were not the religious people. The religious people scoffed, but something in these tax collectors and sinners knew he has the words of life. And obviously they didn't feel condemned by him. They felt like, I want to be with him. And I just felt like the Lord was saying, draw near me and you'll hear. You'll hear what you need for this new season. And it just so inspired me. I thought, oh Lord, I won't to do that. I want to draw near to you. And as I was, you know, reading that and just meditating on it this week, I thought, Lord, I want to renew my relationship with you. Guys, the most important thing for us as Christian mamas, and not just Christian mamas, just as Christians, the most important thing for us is to have a real and alive and active and a close relationship with Jesus. That's what it's all about. That's from the beginning to the end. It's about Jesus. And, you know, this past Sunday, my husband, he spoke a message at church that was so simple and yet so profound. He talked about Genesis 1 and about how God made Adam and his wife, Eve, for fellowship. And he put them in this garden then one day, you know, he's, he's walking in the cool of the day and he's looking for them and they're hiding and they're hiding because they've sinned. And, you know, the whole Bible is about restoring that which was lost. God made us for fellowship. He made us to love us and for us to love him and to spend time together. But sin drove a wedge. It divided us. And so all the Old Testament is about us trying to get back to him and him trying to get us back to him. You know, there's the covenants. The covenant was a, an attempt to draw near. There was the temple and the synagogue. And, you know, there was the law. And these were all ways of man trying to understand who God was and what God wanted. And, 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 but the, the answer didn't come until God himself came in Jesus Christ and he paid the penalty so we could truly be reunited with our father 
with our Creator and be the people we were created to be. And so in the New Testament, I just, I love that. I love that Christ said, it is finished. And it's like he has set a banquet. You know, he talked often about that in the New Testament. You know, he said that, you know, this man, this this rich man made a banquet and he set a table and nobody came. And that's what it's like. It's like he has set a table and he set a banquet and he's calling us. He's inviting us to come in and to have fellowship with him. And that's what I want to do. And that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to come and to sit at his feet and to talk with him and to bring him our questions and bring him our worries. And he wants to give us things in return for them. And that's, that is the great privilege of being his child. So I want to talk with you today about spending time with Jesus and how important it is. You know, in Romans 12, 2, I'm sorry, Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says, Do not be conformed to the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may know what God's will is, His good and pleasing and perfect will. You know, when we come to Him, when we get in His Word, when we read the Bible, when we, you know, the Bible tells us what He's like and what He likes and, and who we are and who He is. And so when we get in that Word, we are transformed. We learn what His will is. Our mind is renewed. It also says in Romans, Romans eight twenty nine, and, and let me turn there because I don't want to misquote it. It says, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the first, the firstborn among many brothers. So that's his will for us is that we would be conformed into the image of Christ. But how? How are we formed, transformed into the image of Christ? By fellowship with him. One quiet time, one prayer time after another. You know, and it doesn't matter what you call it. Some people, you know, say it's their prayer time, it's their quiet time, it's their devotion. You know, whatever you call it, that's where you are changed. That's where I am changed. We are washed in the Word. You know, we live in a, in a fallen world. We live in a world that does not want the things of God, that actually hates the things of God. And as we walk in this world, things try to stick to us. Wrong thoughts, wrong um, attitudes, wrong beliefs. They try to stick to us. But as we come in to his presence, as we get in his word, it says that the word washes us. As we spend time with him, we are strengthened in our spirit. We're changed from faith to faith, from glory to glory, little by little, just as we spend time with him. You know, as we look unto him, we become like him. As we read the word, it says, you know, the word is like a mirror. You know, we go to the word and we read it. Sometimes we read it and we think, oh, Lord, I'm not like that at all. That's not how I behave or how I respond to trouble or to other people or to situations I don't like. And it gives the Lord an opportunity to speak to us and say, this is how I want you to be and to reflect on who, how we are. 
And not only does it give us, you know, that insight into what we're really like, but it, the, the word also gives us the faith to become that. You know, the word, it says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Just the act of getting in the word builds up our faith and shows us the things that are important to God. You know, we, if, we, if we're not reading the word, it is really easy to be misled or not know what God thinks about certain situations or certain um, things that are going on in the world today. It's really easy to get afraid because you see the things going on and you think, oh my, you know, things are, you know, this is really bad. But when we get in the Word and we realize that Jesus prophesied this over 2,000 years ago, that He is not caught off guard, that He has a plan, that He actually has, you know, He actually spells it out in the Word what we should be doing during these times, then that builds your faith. So I can't encourage you enough. I can't encourage you enough to have quiet time, to get into the Word, to pray, And I want to share with you today, really quick, I just want to share with you a few things that help me when it comes to spending time with the Lord. I remember when I was a new Christian and I had no idea, you know, how to do this. I had a um, a mentor in the faith who told me, get you a devotion book, you know, get a devotional, something that speaks to you and start there. And that helped me. I went to the books, to the Christian bookstore, you know, back then, You didn't order on Amazon. You went to the physical bookstore and got a physical book. And I remember praying, Lord, help me find a good devotional. And he did. He helped me find a a really good devotional that I actually still have today in my library, you know, 30 some years later. And I would start by reading that devotional and then reading a chapter out of the Bible and then praying. Now, over the years, my my time with the Lord has changed. But there are a few things that I think help will help you if you already have a devotional time. That's great. If it works for you, that's awesome. But if it's something that maybe you're on again, off again, maybe you're just not pleased with the way things are going, you know, maybe you just want something new. I'll share with you the things that have helped me. First of all, is making it a priority. You know, it's not. For me, it's not just something I do if I have the time. It's something that I try to make sure happens 90, 95% of the time. Now, I'll talk with you later about, you know, some seasons that can seem impossible. But um, I'll, I'll mention that before I let you go. But I try to make quiet time with Jesus just a, a given. And it's that important. And then... In making it a priority, I try to have a time every day that this is the time that I have my devotion. This is the time that I spend with Jesus. It's kind of like, you know, when, when you're when you're falling in love with someone and you know you're dating, when you make a date with that person, you know, you treasure that time. You don't let anything else come up. If somebody says, Hey, let's do this, like, oh no, I have a date with my man that night, right? And there's a time that you're going to meet him. He's going to pick you up or you're going to meet him somewhere. There's a place, you know, there's a location. 
And that's how I approach or try to approach my quiet time with with Jesus. This is important to me. This is a time when it's just me and him. This is a time, you know, that we meet and I show up and I try to make it the same time every day. So it works in my schedule. For me, that's easier right now during this season of my life in the morning before other people get up. Um, I also try to have a plan. And that means I try to have my stuff together. I have a little basket where I keep, you know, my Bible, the devotion that I'm working on, my journal, you know, any other book. Sometimes I'll read spiritual classics, you know, different books that I've been wanting to read. Other people have told me are really good. I'll use those for a devotional during my quiet time. But I try to have those things together and close by my chair so I'm not scattered looking and wasting my time. Also, I have a chair. I have a chair in my bedroom by a window, and that's my place. And that way, I'm not trying to find a place. You know, I have a place. I have my stuff together. I have a time set. And then I try to have a flow. I try to have an idea of how, you know, how is this going to work? You know, for example, you know, right now, my my flow is I usually start off with reading. I usually start off with reading a chapter, reading my devotional, and then prayer. And then I usually end with writing in my journal. Now, some days I I change it up. Some days it doesn't flow that way. Some days, you know, I'll have, um, you know, I'll start with prayer, especially if I have something that's burdening my heart. You know, I'll just start off in prayer. Some days I don't sit in my chair. Sometimes I literally go to my closet and shut the door because I just I don't I want to shut out all the distractions. And especially if I have something that's really burdening my heart, you know, I'll do that. But it's just having that idea because sometimes you just sit down and you think, well, what's next? <laughs> so for me, having an idea of what I'm going to do during that time helps me. Also, I asked the Holy Spirit to help me. When Jesus was leaving to go back to heaven, he said, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. You know, I'm sending my Holy Spirit to you, and he is going to lead you and guide you into all truth. And he's going to remind you of the things that I have spoken to you, of the words I've said. And so I say, you know, I sit down, Holy Spirit, here I am. I ask you to open up your word to me. I ask you to make it real to me. I ask you to teach me how to pray because that's what he does. That's what he delights to do. And I need all the help I can get. I also try to limit distractions. My phone is a big distraction to me. Now, I have friends who they love to have their phone near because they can play music on it. We can play worship music and they can worship and they, they, they actually read the Bible on their phone and that works for them. Maybe I'm just old fashioned, but for me, it distracts me because, you know, I'll look up a scripture and then I'll see that I have an email notification or something like that. And, you know, 30 minutes later, my quiet time is gone. So I have to put it away. I have to put my phone somewhere else. But it's just whatever works for you. You know, another distraction is the kids. Sometimes, you know, in in different seasons of life, I've had to do my devotion at night after everybody was in bed because they just would not give me 15, 10, 15 minutes. Um, You know, what I was going to mention before, you know, sometimes you, you may hear this and you say you have a lot of little ones. And this just seems like an impossibility for you. 
I do not want you to walk in guilt or condemnation. I do want you to still try because this is your lifeline. You know, no, hearing his voice will bring you strength during your day and it'll 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 lead you. It'll help you know he's with me. But it has to look different during different seasons. And we have to throw off guilt and be intentional, but be creative. You know, there were times when I could not figure out how on earth I was going to spend time in prayer. And, you know, I started taking really long showers and that was my prayer time. And that may sound silly, but you know what? That was the only time I had 10, 15 minutes that I could pray uninterrupted. I remember my husband commenting one night on, you sure do take a long time in the shower. And I'm like, that is the only time that somebody is not saying, mama, mama, mama. You know, there was another time when I would stay up really late at night. Now, I found out I can't do that, you know, because it just it messed with my with my body. But some people that, you know, they're fine with that. But it's whatever works for you. I found that during that really extremely busy time, I would put my earbuds in and I would listen to the Bible on tape or you know, I would listen to a sermon or a podcast, just something to get the word inside of me when it felt like I didn't have any time for a quiet time. And, you know, that that's not ideal. You know, I don't use that, you know, as an excuse not to have a quiet time. But there are seasons when we just have to do what works for us during that season and not feel guilty about it. You know, the important thing is to fellowship with God to hear him, to hear from him. So try to limit your distractions. Be creative, you know, but be intentional. And the power of it is in the consistency of it. You know, the power of it, you know, you may sit down and and read a, your devotion and read in your um Bible and pray and go away and think, "Well, I didn't feel anything or I don't I didn't hear anything or, you know, I I don't even know if this is doing anything it is feeding your spirit you know it's just like you know you may sit down for a meal and it may not be the best meal you've ever had and you may not remember in three days that meal but that meal provided you the nourishment you needed for that time for that day and that's what it's like reading the word and praying it's daily bread We're growing little by little from glory to glory, and we're becoming the people we were created to be. That's the point. We're fellowshipping with Jesus. We're enjoying him, and we're becoming who we were created to be. We're being transformed into the image of Christ. I hope something that I've said today has encouraged you or inspired you or at least given you another idea. You know, we are... We are his precious people. We are the the flock under his care. And he has things he wants to say to us. And I also have, I wrote a, about a month ago, a blog post on my blog, graceformyhome.com. I wrote a post called Eight Keys to Hearing the Voice of God. So if that's something that you'd like to read, please go there and check that out. Also, I have a free devotional guide on my blog. It's called Quiet Time with Jesus. And 
a lot of the things I've spoke about today are in that. So if it's something you'd like in print, something you'd like to to read, um, please go in there and get that. It's completely free. It's a free PDF just to help you and encourage you, because this is so vital for us as as people, as Christians, to fellowship with God, to get his word inside of us, you know, to be washed in his word. As we go out into the world and all this stuff tries to, to stick to us, it's so good to come back and be refreshed with the truth and, and being washed in His Word. I want to pray for you today before I let you go and just tell you that I love you and I'm praying for you. I'm praying for everyone who listens to this podcast and especially for those who have contacted me and I have a name. I pray for you because I love you and I believe in what you're doing. I know you're making a difference in the lives of your family and your children, and it is a blessing to be a part of that and encourage you in that that good work. Lord, I thank you for my friends out there today. I thank you that you are with them, that, Lord, we are never alone. We have each other, but we also have you and your your precious Holy Spirit. And you promised, Lord, that you'd never leave us nor forsake us. And I pray today for your love and grace on them, that they would feel you near and that they would draw near to you and hear your voice. And I, I just bless them and I thank you for them, Lord, today. And I thank you, Lord God, that you're making us into the people you created us to be, that we are being transformed into the image of Christ by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you've enjoyed this episode today and will join me here again next week. You can find more encouragement on my blog at graceformyhome.com. God bless. Bye-bye.